three-round discussion with a 20-minute time. Introducing first from a Zoom call in Columbia, South Carolina, Matthew, aka the Unbreakable Spirit, and his opponent from a Zoom call in Atlanta, Georgia, Daniel, aka the Executioner. Take it away, Matthew. Thank you, Jesse, for that wonderful introduction. Hello, everyone. This is episode number 109 of Adults with the Unbreakable Spirit. And the Executioner, Daniel Travis. I am Matthew Smith, a.k.a. the Unbreakable Spirit. Let's run through the topics before we do them. Topic number one. We are having a fantasy booking fight. For Jade Cargill's in-ring WWE debut. Number two. The results of the Survivor Series prediction battle. And you're probably wondering, wait, that's number two. What's number three? Number three. I'm going to leave that a mystery and just say it's the unbelievable. And in order to hear our thoughts about it, you're going to have to listen to the entire episode. But uh-huh. first, topic one. Since this was your idea, I'm going to let you go first, since I forgot to write a script last night. Oh, it's okay. Anyway, Jay Cargill's in-ring debut. You could do something simple, like... All right, this is what I honestly think. You should have Jay Cargill be a surprised entrance. Don't do that ridiculous shit of announcing her appearance ahead of time, please. That is really annoying. I would have her be a surprised appearance... In the Women's Royal Rumble, I would have her in the Women's Royal Rumble clean house. Maybe have her set the record for most women, most Royal Rumble eliminations. And I'd have her um, win the thing. And uh, I have her win the thing. Um, no, it's not, it's, I'm not really clear on, um, which brand she will belong to. Um, I would have her go, if you want to keep Rhea Ripley on top, I would have her go to SmackDown and... Dethrone Eo Sky. And if you want her to go to Raw, I'd have her dethrone Rio Ripley. That's what I do. All right. While you were doing that, I thought of some ideas. And I'm not timing this because, let's face it, we don't know how long we can talk about this. Yeah. 
Now, I, now I will say I do think the rumble is a two. It's coming up too soon since he's still since she's still training in the PC. Okay. So what I would do is. After Elimination Chamber in uh, Perth, Australia, which is uh-huh. probably also still too soon, I would have Jade Cargill go to SmackDown. Not necessarily for titles, but to prove that she is the new queen of WWE. Okay, I think and I know what this is. Charlotte Flair to a match at WrestleMania night one and the winner gets a shot at Eosky's Women's Undisputed Championship at Backlash in, is it going to be Paris next year? Yep. In Paris. Yeah, and I wouldn't have Jade have an actual match on SmackDown until after WrestleMania, with how WWE is booking her as like this humongous star, it only makes sense that someone of her caliber have her debut match on the grandest stage of them all against a, I believe it's uh, 14. For, yeah, a 14-time women's champion. Yeah. Now, whether she would go over or not, that's to be determined. That's but I mean, because my, my thoughts on that is you could still have her look strong even if she loses, though. Yeah. So she could lose her first match or... And become like a sympathetic, sympathetic baby face because Charlotte wouldn't let the new girl get one over on her. Or you could have her win and skyrocket her in popularity. Yeah. All right. That's topic one. Yeah. And we'll with topic two. And we are back with topic number two, the results of the Survivor Series War Games 2023 prediction battle. Results. This card was crazy first off. Yeah. I'm not sure sure if there was a bad match. But there's there's definitely a best match and definitely a uh, Meh. done more match. Uh, <clears throat> what is the first go in order that we predicted as per usual? Okay, the, what do we got? Which the first match we predicted was actually the main event of the evening, and in my opinion, the best match of the night, the men's war games match. We'll talk Can about that. Yeah, yeah we'll, team we'll talk about Team Babyface versus the Judgment Day and Drew McIntyre. Yeah. The match I thought was 
was it was good, but it could have been a lot more brutal to be hundred percent honest. Um, yeah, but I will say in my opinion, this is potentially one of the matches of the night. Yeah, and I'll explain what I mean by that later. Yeah, um, and Randy Orton, like uh, they had, you know, uh, the Judgment Day had the. Yeah, the Judgment Day had the advantage. They had, you know, they they were winning. They were being the they they were being the shut up the baby faces. We weren't really sure if Randy Orton was gonna show up. They almost did the absolute brilliant thing, which I thought was honestly kind of brilliant. anywhere for up to one year. Gotta say, that's kind of brilliant. But then Randy Orton returned and goddamn Randy Orton looks jack as fuck. Like, damn. He looks great. Randy. He is jacked now. Yeah. Randy Orton came back, beat the sh- Hey, yeah, you know, no more career for Randy. Yeah, hit an RKO on um, you know, did like, like literally all he did was his comeback, hit like his uh, I think like hit an RKO on uh, on uh, Dominic, and then hit probably one of the greatest. You yeah, R- on Dominic? Yeah, and then one of the greatest RKOs. Ever, you know, did his DDT like his whole team did his his iconic DDT, and then JD yeah, McDonough, Spike DDT, Vince Jordan, and yeah. Michael Cole so eloquently put it. Yeah, and then JD McDonough climbed up two and one on that guy. Like we know Randy is good at hitting our chaos, but that shit was just like he's like, oh shit, they're like, yeah, there we are. As for my favorite RKOs, that's in the top three. The other two being the airborne into the RKO and the curb stomp into the RKO. Yeah. Which I heard they couldn't. I heard something really fun fact, actually. I heard they couldn't. They couldn't really get the timing down for that during rehearsals. But there. But you know, you know how Radio had that whole celebration thing? That yeah, was actually yeah. real. Holy fuck, I actually did it. <laughs> yeah, and really, uh, myself again. Yeah, and the referee was like, uh, ready? Cover. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, uh, but JD climbed yeah, up. JD climbed yeah. up and yeeted off. Which I was thinking about was kind of stupid on JD's part because if he escaped the cage, that would have made the Judgment Day forfeit the match. Yeah, and instead of just Randy Orton just being like, foot on your chest, one, two, three, he... He liked then, Cody cover him, which... Passing the torch, maybe? I don't uh, Well, no, uh, Dam- uh, Damian Priest got it with the crossroads and then the big shocker! Which like, is not for this segment. Yeah. 
That next match. Who the won this? Match, uh, Wait. I, I won. This is my one, one point for the entire thing. Uh, what's next? Up next was the women's war games match. Damage control. Which off the show. Yeah. And it was damage control versus Charlotte Flair, Bianca Belair, Shotzi, and Becky Lynch. Yeah. This is another match that I contender, but for a different reason. Yeah. The match is, um, was decent. That's how you would describe it? Yeah, how would you describe the war, the women's war games? Uh, I will agree it was decent, but also, there is one point in the match that had me, like, actively scared for this woman's safety. Oh, yeah, what's that? Eostar was on top of the structure. Dakota Kai, who was at ringside because she's still injured, and her and her made a pulling mechanism to bring a trash can up to her. Which, I gotta say, that shit was clever. Yeah. Eo then stood up and pulled so? a trash can over her and then jumped off. Blinding her. So this isn't the first time she's done this. It was the first time she'd done it jumping off the top of a war games. Nope. It wasn't? Nope. She did it back in NXT. Hmm. Well, then she's crazier than I thought she was. Yeah. And in the end, uh, baby faces won. Uh, yeah, I, I will say two things would make this match better for me. One? One, Dakota Kai being able to participate in the match. Two? Jay Cargill being on Team Babyface. Yeah, but I've also, um, yeah, I've heard something about possibly a return of the boss. With, uh... Isn't yeah. he still in NJPW, though? I don't know. Anyways, on to the next match. The uh, Intercontinental Championship match. Mike Mizanin, a.k.a. The Miz, versus the Ring General Gunta. Yeah, uh, who... Well, I won the last match, if I remember correctly. Yes. Uh, this match was one of the better matches of the night. Yeah. And of course, there was a point where we all thought The Miz was going to do the impossible and beat Gunther, but in the end, Gunther retained. I think Again. it's going to take a kayfabe injury for Gunther to release the title. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. And in the end, you got your second point. And it was around this point, I don't know when this happened on the card, that I realized I would need to win all of the three 
other matches to win. Because, like we mentioned, the Men's War Games was the main event. And this match would actively decide whether I tie it up or lose the prediction. Anyways, on to the Women's World Title match. Zoe Stark versus the Eradicator, Rhea Ripley. That match was... What did you think of that match, honestly? I hazard to even call it a match. It was more like a beating. Yeah. Could have been. I mean, that match could have been a really good match, but it was all right. And uh, in the end, like, this just proves how dominant Rhea Ripley is that she didn't even need any member of the Judgment Day to help her retain. Yeah. And I uh, actively put the final nail in my coffin for the predictions. And Is that it? Uh, no. One more match that we predicted, which was supposed to be Carlito versus Santos Escobar, but Carlito got injured, so it changed to Dragon Lee versus Santos Escobar. That match was very good. Yeah, it was, because both sort of Lucha Libre style and all that. Yeah. But, and then, and then I thought Dragon Lee, you know, I didn't really think Dragon Lee, to be honest, was going to win that match. Did you? He lost the match in general. I thought there no, was I, a chance, but but it would have been very slim. Yeah. So in the end, Santos Escobar. Yeah, making what? this match, this prediction battle, a dominant victory for you with four to one. Yeah, and uh, you had to. I had to watch. Superman 4, The Quest for Peace, which I did literally after we got off the phone. Yep. All right. We'll be back to talk about the surprise of the year. Surprise of the year. Maybe surprise of the decade. We'll be right back with the final topic, the unbelievable. So... We have been talking about this all throughout this podcast. We have been hyping this up, boys. Yeah, so War Games was coming off the air. Team Babyface won. We're like, oh, whoopie-doo. We all thought that this shit was going to be over. I was watching this shit live on my iPad. And then all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden, we heard the... Yeah. Cult of personality started, but we saw CM Punk on the tour. They had only had the this is you know they had the, the you know they had the WWE copyright logo. They had the press conferences up next, and then CM Punk. Yeah, no, mother could say a Punk is back, which with both reactions was what. Yeah. 
I'm surprised I didn't wake up the entire neighborhood with how loud I shouted. Because my honest, I'm going to be dead honest. I got to give WWE the props for keeping the, I mean, because most of because I got to give WWE their honest props for keeping that shit tight. Cora Jade almost spoiled it, believe it or not. She posted on her Instagram story a picture of a much younger Cora Jade with CM Punk. She then deleted that story. My, yeah, the man, yeah, CM Punk. You don't know how big this is? In 2014, CM Punk and WWE's bridge was incinerated. It's blown up. It got blown up. Incinerated, blown up, burned to ash, however you want to say it. And like, Triple H said, maybe we can mend fences. Nah, you have to build an entirely new bridge. Yeah, because in 2014, you fired this guy on his wedding day. Yeah, like, worst wedding present ever. Congratulations, he's like, congratulations, you're fired. And CM Punk, like... He also burnt his bridge with AEW. Yeah. And I know I've said that this man is toxic for the professional wrestling business. In the moment when Code of Personality, that new 2023 remastered version was playing, I didn't give a shit. My, okay, yeah. My honest take is, I mean... Because I knew Nick Khan and uh, Triple H knew about it, but I feel like some of the wrestlers had to know. Maybe, you know, because... I mean, they, they knew when they saw him backstage. Yeah, I, I mean, because my best guess is that... Because this is something I've heard. I have heard the two feuds scheduled... For Phil Brooks, his first feud is going to be with Rollins. Obviously, considering how pissed he was. Yeah, and his second feud is going to be with the head of the table. Okay, CM Punk is not winning one of those. And we both know which one is not winning. Yeah, but honestly, I was genuinely... Surprised because, like, and I know I've said this, and I mean this. I uh, we discussed this a couple weeks ago, but I honestly didn't think. I'm not shooting. No, I am shooting. Is I honestly didn't think that he would ever retire because he said I don't ever say like in some interviews is that it's just you know all he wanted. You know, is that he thought, you know, he was burned out, you know, getting buried when he shouldn't have, you know, dealing dealing with Ryback when he did. Yeah. yeah. A whole bunch of shit, but it's just like, it's just like, I didn't think CM Punk would come back. But 10 years later, 
Nine. Nine, actually. Nine years later, CM Punk came back in WWE because... This just the, proves the age-old saying in wrestling. Anything can happen in the world of professional wrestling. Yeah. Because, hell, think about this. A few months ago, Edge showed up at AEW. Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad you bring that up because when you think about it, CM Punk, we, we called Cody the original AEW defector. When you think about it more accurately, it would be CM Punk technically being the original WWE defector. Yeah. Now, CM Punk is another AEW defector. Yeah, but my genuine question is, is, I mean, I don't get me wrong, because I honestly think uh, that CM Punk, I guess, I don't know if Cody Rhodes is going to win the Royal Rumble now. I thought, oh, yeah, for sure. But I think that what WWE sh- should do... Can I say what I'm going to say before we do the final thoughts? Oh, we're, not, we're nowhere near ready for the final thoughts yet, dude. Can I say what I was going to say real quick? Yes. Okay. I think they should have CM Punk win the Rumble, challenge Seth Rollins, and main event night one of WrestleMania. Doesn't the Miz Royal Rumble winner really mainly get night two? Oh, yeah. Okay, but you could. I don't. I don't think we should jump into the final thoughts yet. I'm okay with keeping this shit going. All right. What do you got to say? What I got to say is, I will admit I am hesitantly <clears throat> optimistic about this because Yim Bunk said on Raw, he's not here to make friends. He's here to make money. That's great, but I think people are sort of jumping the proverbial shark when they think, oh, since CM Punk came back, maybe AJ Lee will. Personally, I don't think that's going to happen. But you never know. I mean, because, look, look, and I want to say this real quick. Is like here's the thing. If W if the kind of shit that happened over in AEW, all the backstage brawls and shit happened in WWE, WWE would have capitalized on that shit immediately. Yeah. <laughs> because Something I'm actually a little more excited for is the promo CM Punk is going to try if they're unscripted. Yeah. That is a... When I was putting pen to paper 
I would have had an open mic clause put in that contract. Yeah. My honest thought is I think that uh, CM Punk I'm glad that CM Punk is back and don't get me wrong. I really honestly didn't see that shit coming. I don't think anybody did. But it's just and I've heard Roman Reigns say this is I know Roman Reigns doesn't like Punk, but he says that, you know, he's willing to put his feet in a, that, hey, if there's one thing that we know is that CM Punk can still put on a banger of a match. And I honestly think that if WWE is smart, I ought to believe that either they, sh- that they should, if they want CM Punk to main event, I'm wondering, how much is CM Punk going to wrestle? Is he going to be exclusively the Raw? Is he going to be a free agent between brands? Because it's not like WWE honestly pays attention to that shit sometimes. You really think CM Punk would give a crap? <sighs> Fair enough. You CM got any thoughts? Yeah. My thoughts are... Well, first, fun fact... CM Punk had not put pen to paper when he returned at Survivor Series. Really? I thought he did. That I I heard that he hadn't officially signed the contract with him. But I, I love how in his return from Raw, he quoted his infamous pipe bomb saying he is the best on this mic on the microphone, in this ring, even on commentary. And it is a multi-year deal, people. CM Punk is back, and we better watch out what he says, because he might turn Raw into a TV-14 product. Wait, uh, but this does raise a valid hangout. Before we do final thoughts... I have a valid question because there's two things I want to say is that he told MJF go main event buy it for a guy won't get one free extravaganza and if I remember correctly when he returned he said in his, you know when he returned to when he debuted for AEW he said that he left professional wrestling. He left sports entertainment and returned to professional wrestling. And now he's saying the what? And now he's going back to... And he said he was home on Raw. Does that mean he believes he's more of a sports entertainer than a pro wrestler? Yeah, that is also a fair question. All right. Um, any more thoughts before we do final thoughts? Aside from welcome back, CM Punk. Uh, now, nah. all right. My final thoughts are honestly, I am surprised that CM Punk is willing to come back to the WWE at all, 
and I am very intrigued to see what WWE is going to do with him. And I am honestly kind of curious to see if he's even going to last for more than a year. With all this, and this, this, this might be just me, but and it's going to be really random what I say. But does CM Punk look a lot younger in WWE than in AEW? Yeah, it's really weird. Why? What are your final thoughts, Matthew? My thoughts are never in ten trillion years. Would I have thought CM Punk would return to WWE? If you told me on Survivor Series in Chicago, CM Punk would, hell was going to freeze over and CM Punk was going to turn, was going to return, I would have said you're crazy and get out of my face. I agree. And I would be eating those words right now. Holy uh, crap. See you, Yep. Thank you for listening to Add Odds, hosted by the Unbreakable Spirit and the Executioner. Edited by the Unbreakable Spirit. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at MTS underscore life underscore zero one two six you can follow me on instagram at dan travis 21 and you can also follow me on the twitter at dan the executioner 21 and you can follow the podcast at adults podcast we'll be back next week with more debates and discussion but until then the executioner and the unbreakable spirit will still be at odds. Thank you, losers.